Hello, 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 you guys. Welcome to the Exotically Insane Podcast. Um, Just first off, I want to say thank you for clicking on this podcast wherever you are, Apple, Spotify, or YouTube. Um, it's really appreciated. But yeah, you guys, welcome. And I feel like this episode's just really going to be like an introduction episode. So it's going to probably be all over the place. But again, you guys, the na- as the name suggests... I'm kind of exotically insane, and that's just going to be like the really big vibe of this podcast. There's going to be a lot of jumping around, but I'm going to try to make it make sense. I have like a paper where I've written down what I want to talk about, so I just don't get sidetracked, but you know, inevitably it's going to happen. So yeah, I'm really excited to have this podcast. I kind of want to explain why I'm doing this podcast and what you guys will be seeing in this podcast. So Originally, I wanted to do this podcast because, one, I feel like I have a lot to say. Like, I feel like I'm a person who has a lot to say about everything. So I think it's really important for me to just, you know, um, just talk about things and make sure that, like, I get my energy out. I also have ADHD, which I'll talk about later on the podcast. But, um, like, I just feel like I always need something, like an outlet to talk out of. Like, just talk my things, you know? And I thought this would be a great idea. And I talked it over with, like, some friends. And I just feel like a podcast would be fun. I know podcasts are usually, like, um, with, like, other people. Or, like, you know, there's, like, two people, like, co-hosts. But I'm the host for this. And you might see some friends here and there on some episodes. But, again, this is going to be just a me kind of podcast. And me talking about various things which we'll get into but yeah um and I think as of right now you can expect a weekly episode like once a week but I could do more the max I would probably do is like three um but I could do more but I will say I think I can be consistent with once a week of an episode of the podcast but yeah so now that I've gotten that out of the way also the time I know a lot of people like want longer longer podcast episodes me personally i'm a big fan of po- longer podcast episodes so i'm going to really try to keep it between like 1 hour and 2 hours probably not going to be like the full 2 hours i would say like 1 hour 30 or 40 minutes um to, today might be a little bit longer but it's still going to be in that 1 to 2 hour mark um but yeah so like you're not going to have to worry about it too being too short because i know some podcasts where girl i do not like it to be short and it's just not my thing. Um, if you like short podcasts, that's great for you. But for me personally, I just love listening to people. And it's just fun for me. So yeah. Um, let's talk about what this podcast is going to be about. Because I feel like a lot of the times um, you don't know what, like, especially with new podcasts, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. So I just wanted to give you an introduction just to see if you guys are interested or if this is up your alley, because I know some people might not be really in- excited for this podcast or like the idea of it. So um, really, I want to bring up like one big thing, because I feel like this is going to be the biggest turnoff for a lot of people for my podcast, um, which is um, I'm going to get like, sometimes I will get political. Um, I do talk a lot about like politics 
not the like the topic but like human rights is really important to me so you might hear stuff like um abortion and um what else am I thinking of I'm thinking of like LGBTQ rights and a lot of those things I believe in those things I believe pro-choice you know I believe that we should all accept people for who they are um what else I'm just trying to give you guys an idea of what kind of political side I am I don't ever want to call myself like the left-wing side because I don't really like I don't really I'm not really passionate about like you know like either being a conservative or left-wing I just believe in these things so I do will be talking about them I'll probably have like a section of just like spotlighting important events um for this episode I won't be doing that because one I um one I just feel like this is the introduction podcast so it's going to be me talking a lot to you guys um and I feel like it just wouldn't fit well but starting with when the next episode um you definitely will get um the spotlights and especially since it's pride month when I'm filming this recording this um so yeah you're gonna get a lot of the spotlights so just yeah I just want everyone to be aware of that I don't want people to be mad because I got political and they didn't know so here's your warning for that um really other stuff that I'm going to be talking about it's going to be really like a lot over the place I don't really want to define myself to one thing one podcast topic and this is what I was having to struggle with when I was like like um the podcast pe- like the websites are like oh what does your podcast fit most in but really I'm going to be talking about like you know like a lot of pop culture so you're going to see like a lot of like trending news like you know like as of right now we can see we can hear about uh let's see something that's like really trending I wouldn't say this is like trending news but like the Johnny Depp trial I will be talking about that in today's episode but that's not really like trendy news that's actually a serious thing but like um something pop culture like the Met Gala I would be like talking about um just giving my takes like Harry's new album I'm also talking about that in today's episode which I'm really excited about but other stuff is like just like personal stories I'm not really gonna be like super personal you guys like what I mean by that is like I'm not gonna give names um but you know you're gonna get you're gonna get an atmosphere into my world um I'm also going to be talking about mental health, so this is also kind of like a trigger warning for a lot of people because I know mental health is a really serious topic and it should be dealt with very like sensitively and I don't want to invalidate anyone. This is just my experience and um, if I do talk about mental health and other aspects, it's going to be really um, with facts because I don't want to provide wrong information. Um, which is going to be the theme with this podcast. Like if I do bring up like specific political things, I want to be accurate. So it might take me time to like bring that topic up, but I will, I just need to well research it, especially since I'm making a podcast. And even if I might only have like two people listening, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm like giving the right information if that makes sense. But yeah, so there's going to be a lot of that, like stories, like stories about me, like life stories, mental health, um, pop culture. I'm also a big video gamer. Like I love Nintendo. Um, I'll also be talking about like TV shows that are, like reviewing those. I have two that I'm going to be talking about in this episode, but really that's what you can expect with my podcast. It's going to be all over the place, but I will have like, you know, like 
I will make the descriptions really clear about what I'm having, especially if you're listening on YouTube or like looking at like the Instagram reels. Um, I'll definitely make it clear so that like, sorry, I don't hit you if that comes through in the recording. I'm sorry. But um, yeah, like I'll definitely give you a gist of like what's happening because I know like some people like one thing, some people like another thing. So I, I will make that clear with like the descriptions and stuff like that. But yeah, it's going to be a lot, like, there's going to be various things I'm going to be talking about. Again, as the name suggests, exotically insane. It's really just about me and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so um, let's just talk about the name then. So exotically insane. I was talking to my friend who's actually making the cover art um, with me. And I was just thinking of names. And I really like the name. Um, I think it was, I think I was thinking of Confession and Obsessions confessions and obsessions or obsessions and confessions and I really like that name and I checked you know like the internet just to see if there was podcasts because I don't want to deal with like you know like I know some people have like podcasts like copyright stuff like that so I wanted to make sure and there was um a podcast that was named like it was like switch so it was like confession obsessions when I wanted to do obsessions and confessions so that didn't really work out um, yeah, so I really didn't want to, like, worry about that, so I was just, like, talking to my friend, figuring out what to do, um, it took a long, it didn't really take a long time to figure out this name, one, because, like, I feel like it, like, I'm really good with, like, funny names, and I just wanted this podcast name to be something really interesting, um, I know it's not really important, but, like, I feel like it's exotically insane. Also, it's just a vibe of what this podcast is going to be, which I think is really important. Like, I feel like the name should kind of give a vibe to what this podcast, what the podcast is going to be. So, exotically insane just made really sense for me. Um, But, yeah, like, I really like the name. I was honestly, like, I'm also, like, one day dreaming of having a music career and I was kind of thinking of naming it exotically insane one of my albums but that's not gonna happen so um honestly I'm really happy with the podcast name and I just think it's something like unique and fresh which you know we love um but yeah so really that's how I came up with the name I, like I was just like sending my friend some random names and just trying to see what would vibe with the both of us and that really made sense, and I just ran with it. But yeah, again, the cover art's gonna take a little bit of time. But as of right now, we have this. I just made it in like a podcast maker. If you like, I I was it, I was originally gonna do like a side pre- presentation and just like screenshot that. But, and I was gonna like give credit to the. Sorry, you guys. Um, I was gonna give credit to the person, but. There's no credit given to this one, I think. Um, And if there is, I'll try to find it, but I don't think there's any credit. It was just in a site. I just made it in a site and it had like a, it had a template and I just moved it around and changed the colors. Um, Again, I felt like the vibe for this podcast was really orange. So that's why like the cover, like the background is orange, which really just made sense to me. But like, if it doesn't make sense to you, I understand. But like orange was just like when I saw this podcast, orange and like the yellow or oranges like the bright colors really came into mind so I really wanted to incorporate that and with the actual cover I will incorporate that too so yeah I'm really excited for the cover 
and I'll definitely give credit to my friend when that happens but as of right now we're gonna stick with this cover it's not bad and I think it's just a fun startup cover but anyways let's let's just get on to some interesting topics oh okay yeah let's first okay I want to talk about the Instagram so if you guys want to follow the Instagram um it's at exotically insane all under case under case um underscore podcast um I made a another account I made like a I made um an Instagram account for this podcast like a week ago but it got like banned and I don't know what happened um but it's fine so now it's exotically insane under case and underscore like all under case and underscore podcast um so if you want to follow the Instagram page I'll be doing like reels and I'll be doing some posts and just updates and if you want to comment and give me constructive criticism I'm always down for it so yeah and the YouTube is exotically insane and I'm assuming for um Spotify and Apple that's what it's going to be too um again I still have to put this in the RSS feed and actually put it into Spotify and Apple and get it approved but um I think that'll be the name for everything so it's pretty easy to find in those things the Instagram's a little bit more complicated because exotically insane is actually taken by someone but it's fine um I just put the underscore podcast in it so it's really fine um yeah, let's just get on to some things that I've been really wanting to talk about. Sorry, you guys. I just removed, like, the mesh thing. See, already a mess. Um, I don't know how this is going to sound, too. Um, I did get a mic for this, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I hope it didn't make too much of a loud noise. I might cut that out, but I don't know. How, uh, I can edit it out. Okay. Sorry, you guys. Um, So... Let's talk about, okay, let's talk about some things that I've been really wanting to talk about. Okay, so let's just talk about the Johnny Depp trial. And as I'm filming right now, the verdict has already came. I think it's been around a week or a little bit longer since the verdict has been public and it's been announced. Um, <clears throat> if you don't know the situation, basically Johnny Depp, who's a very famous actor, and Amber Heard, his ex-wife, were in a <clears throat> in a case against each other. So basically, it was a defamation case. Both were suing each other for defamation. So it was like kind of like two trials in one kind of a thing. And the jurors, um, there were seven jurors, I believe, and they had to um, both. Um, rule on Johnny's claims and Amber's claims and the like the whole reason why the case like the whole spotlight for the case and why Johnny was suing for defamation was because of an op-ed Amber Heard wrote I think it was 2017 saying that she spoke up against um, a SA which is sexual abuse um, again trigger warning for a lot of those people who might be really sensitive to those topics. Um, I just want to give a trigger warning because I'm not going to be talking extensively about what's ha been happening with abuse, but I just want to talk about a lot of the stuff so it's going to be mentioned. Um, but yeah, so Amber released this op-ed, I think it was 2016 or 17, and basically this op-ed was saying that she spoke up against sexual abuse and a lot of like the op-ed was like talking about 
this history and it really alluded to Johnny Depp and I think a lot of people believed Amber Heard at this time. I really did not know about this case until like it actually became like a public case and it got really popular but um, before then I didn't really know but this op-ed really um, a lot of people believed Amber and even though it did not like have Johnny Depp's name in it it was still like really alluding to Johnny Depp so the defamation was like in I don't remember the exact word but Johnny was just suing over that because um, Johnny was basically saying that it was not true um so I did watch all the trial um well I I didn't watch like all like you know like all the witnesses and stuff but I did watch like summaries of a lot of the witnesses so I really do know this case pretty well I watched like the main stuff too just like you know like some of like the witnesses that were like padding witnesses like for Amber's side and even Johnny's side like you know just like some of the not interesting ones I would say like you know like um I think the makeup artist one I think a lot of people found that one interesting like Amber Heard's makeup artist I really didn't care I just looked at like summaries of it but I've pretty much been following this trial extensively for a while um I haven't watched like the whole thing again but like I I've got a good idea of everything I know every like I know all the evidence that's been put in um the witness statements I know all of them it's just I haven't watched like probably all of them extensively minute by minute but again I've pretty much watched this trial like a lot of people pretty extensively um it was kind of just really interesting to watch and just see some lawyer action and it was really honestly like really fun to watch not like not the topic was fun but like just to watch like lawyers doing their thing you know like that's their work and I just thought it was really interesting but following this trial the verdict was honestly like not really interesting so if you do if you guys don't know the verdict essentially what the verdict was Johnny Depp had three claims and Johnny Depp won on all three claims and in a defamation um, trial it's really hard to like win because a lot of the times it's really hard to prove malice like the person who wrote like these lies actually had malicious intent like it's really hard to prove that basically the jurors believed Johnny essentially and did not believe Amber Heard and Amber Heard won on one um, claim out of the three however Amber really like I think Amber got like two million dollars in damages but no punitive so essentially Johnny got I think 10 million around 10 million and Amber got 2 million so basically I'm assuming it's going to be subtracted from the amount but basically um like the jury didn't believe Amber and I thought that was really interesting because you know it's like it's very like it's very interesting like watching the trial it's really like it's really apparent that like even if you want to believe Amber, there's a lot of lies that just make you not want to. And I feel like especially in a court case, it's like if you lie about one thing, I feel like your credibility and just whatever you say after is really going to be hard to prove. If you don't like if you, like you've already lied about a thing, you know, like how, what does that say about you as a person? So I honestly think really 
it just came down to that and again like with these stories that Amber was saying about like the like abuse and a lot of that it was really like it was really dark and it was really like I don't know how to explain it it was really violent like it was really aggressive like the claims that Amber was making it was really aggressive like I just think it was a lot for a person like it was a lot for a person to hear like to have those claims on someone it's really crazy to think someone would lie about that but as the case went on it's really apparent in my opinion allegedly I don't want to get sued um but again it's just really clear but again like looking like just like the stories that Amber told it's just really hard to like not like, it's really hard to not be, like, believe all victims. But the thing is, it's really, like, there's so much proof in Johnny's side. And I think with the recordings, if you guys have not listened, there's a recording of Amber basically, in, like, already, like, stating that she really, like, Johnny was like, oh, will you, like, not get violent again first? And, like, oh, you got violent first, and Amber basically admitted to it, and I think that was really just such, in my opinion, such, like, it set such a, like, a, it set such a tone for Amber's side, and what I mean by that is if, like, I personally, like, I watched a YouTube video on it, and I can't really explain it well, but um, if you guys want to watch a really good YouTube video, it's by Swoop. Um, she did like a docu-series on the whole trial. She did like multiple. Um, but in one of them, she was explaining how she does not believe in mutual abuse and how like a lot of psychologists really don't believe in it. They There's like a lot to do with like the power dynamics and especially who started it. And I think that's what I also believe in. Like I don't really believe mutual abuse can like be a thing because the power dynamic is always going to be in one side in my opinion and a lot of the time like the victim right in the situation like obviously like I don't I hate the term perfect victim because no one's perfect and I think that's just such a incredibly terrible standard but what like essentially is like I feel like even if the victim were like to act violently, it's more in response to what in to the, like the power play, if that makes sense. But again, I'm not explaining this the best way. I think you should definitely watch Swoop's video on it because it she explains it really well and very clearly with a lot of evidence. But like it just it really resonated with me because uh, like I went through a lot of situations like that and obviously I'm not like a perfect victim um but like it's just like I don't really believe in the idea of um mutual abuse so and I think with Amber saying that oh I instigated this first it really set a tone for me because I feel like really this trial like really like really what was gonna like prove one side is who did it first like who abuse the person first I don't think Johnny and the thing is I don't really think Johnny emotionally or like psychologically really abused I think Johnny was really 
in a dark place and really responding to Amber's, you know, like power dynamic. Like Amber was really trying to not let him go. Like, I think it's not like, I just think for people who like heard Amber's evidence, I think they needed to know who did it first. Because if you look at just Amber's evidence, you can be like, oh, maybe he was abusive. But really, in the whole scheme of things, it really doesn't, like, it really doesn't line up. And a lot of the stories Amber told, like, like, Johnny Depp's lawyers did an amazing job, like, in cross-sex, like, um, Camille Vasquez, I think it's Vasquez, um, did an amazing cross-examination with Amber Heard, where she was, like, keeping Amber accountable and I think that's so important for especially Amber who um one of the psychologists psychologists um for Johnny Depp's side stated that she had BPD and histrionic disorder so a lot of the time those people like BPD people I feel like a lot of the time they really know how to like avoid the situation in a way you know so like I think um the lawyer did <coughs> I think the lawyer did an excellent job in cross-examination to keep Amber accountable but um what else was I talking about I think the trial really came down to credibility and accountability and I don't really know, I never knew really Johnny or Amber throughout this. Like, I've heard of Pirates of the Caribbean, but I've I've never watched it. Like, honestly, never watched it. Really have, like, I've heard of Johnny Depp's name, but it's like, I don't really, I'm not really obsessed with him or Amber. Like, I just don't know a lot about them. So this trial really felt like, when I was going into the trial, I felt like the jury. Like, I really felt like the jury. And, like, at the end of it, like, I formed my own opinion. So, really with, I think, like, a lot of, like, Amber's side saying that, oh, well, like, a lot of people were just really being hateful towards Amber. I feel like a lot of people were in the same boat as me. Um, just not knowing a lot about both of them. And just throughout the trial, noticing Amber's, like, lack of accountability and lies. So, <clears throat> and again, that's what a trial is. Like, a trial is for the jury to come up with their conclusion through testimony and figure out who is telling the truth. And I feel like in the court of public opinion, a lot of people were doing that. Now, do I think a lot of the, like, do I think it was a little bit, like, a little bit sassy what people were doing on TikTok yeah but like honestly I really didn't see a lot of like the hateful hateful things and again I feel like if the like if Amber if like someone like Amber was like a man there would be a lot more criticism and a lot more things said and like I feel like Amber's just gotten a lot of leeway even even till now but why I bring up this trial is because I again this trial is like not old news but it's like it's starting to die down I think a lot of people are kind of moving on to the next thing which is you know what social media does but I think this trial really I I want to talk about the aftermath of this trial so 
After the verdict came, a day after, Amber's lawyer, Elaine Bredahoft, I think is her name, last name Bredahoft, I think, um, went on some interviews and basically was like, oh, this is a sad fact for women. Like, Amber's devastated because, like, this is a setback for women. And, like, just basically, like, really just saying that the jury was not following the jury orders and not looking at social media. And apparently they were, and how could they not? Which, honestly, just seems really disrespectful, in my opinion, because it's like, I mean, I don't really think the jury, like, they're they're taking time off of their lives for this trial. I don't think they're going to like try to mess. Like I I don't think they want to mess it up because they know they have they'd have to like stay there longer. So, I don't think it's a really valid point and it's just disrespectful because, you know, the jury put their time in and I the lawyers like Amber's side got to pick the like juries. Like they had a say. So, it's really unfair and a lot of what Amber's lawyer was saying is um, well, Amber won on the UK trial, and I don't want to, okay, I w- want to preface this by saying I'm, I could not be 100% accurate, but I, I've definitely, like, researched, researched this and s- seen, like, lawyers talk about this, so I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna give you guys caution to what I'm saying because it could not be 100% true, but what I know of the UK trial um, one, Amber Heard was just a witness. Amber, it was not Amber Heard against Johnny Depp. It was Johnny Depp against the Sun because the Sun basically wrote an article calling Johnny Depp, I think, a wife beater. And Johnny Depp was trying to prove that wrong. And in that trial, as, um, Amber's attorney really says that, oh, a lot of the evidence was in that trial and that's why Amber won, and, you know, stuff like that. However, one, I want to address that, really, in that trial, in the UK trial, what I know is the evidence had to be really limited for Johnny's side, because it was not against Amber Heard, so they couldn't really question Amber Heard's credibility, and again, that was a judge trial, and again, UK and the US have different, like, rules in for court. So, like, it's really not a valid argument to say that, oh, well, like, she won in the UK trial, so she obviously should have won. But again, it was The Sun, a publication against Johnny Depp. And if I'm right, it's really hard to win against, like, a defamation trial against, um like, a publication because, and I think, like, only one person has actually successfully done it. So, again, th- it's not really valid because, again, Amber Heard's uh, credibility did not get to be questioned. And if I remember right, um, I I listened to Emily D. Baker on YouTube, by the way, you guys. I get a lot of my information from there. Um, like, a lot of, like, the lawyer stuff. She's an amazing lawyer. Um, love her on YouTube. She's just a really fun personality. She, al- she always did a coverage of the trial every day and it was really fun but um she said that the judge just did not believe like the police and if if you don't guys don't know in the u.s trial the police basically said that amber had like amber really had no like 
actual bruises like when Amber was reporting and Amber like really didn't have like any like like you know like any bruising or a lot of like physical abuse marks on Amber like there wasn't really anything like just because I think this is what one of the police members said um he was like well just because they have flesh skin and they have like like you know like a colored eye doesn't mean that they're being abused which I think is a really good sentiment because that shows that they really checked and apparently the judge in the UK did not believe that so again different systems and one is a jury system which I think in my opinion I feel like is more credible than just one judge and I'm not trying to discount the judge there but I feel like seven people who don't know anything about the case and again it's directly questioning Amber's credibility, which was not done in the UK trial. So really with that, it was kind of a slippery soap argument. And um, yeah, like I think this, like it was really, it was really distasteful and apparently they're trying to get it appealed. However, um, nothing's really come out. I think they can only appeal after June 24th and they have a month after that to actually appeal and do all those things so we'll see what happens but as of right now nothing's really happened because you know she can't do anything yet and her lawyers I mean after that I remember that one interview actually like got canceled I think Elaine saw the backlash that she was getting and I thought it was really funny because like one it was just like I understand a lawyer's job but the way that they were just trying to make it about a bigger message, like sexual soul and just like, oh, how this is putting women down. It's like, I think this, what this trial showed to a lot of people is that anyone can be abused. It's not a gendered like thing. It's not for a specific gender. And I think that's so important to know about this trial because I feel like this trial brought that to the surface. But again, like what like the lawyer is saying just really rubs me the wrong way because, girl, just do your job. I don't think it's about like, I don't think Amber sets the tone for all women. And it just really frustrates me because it's like, I don't think that's fair to assume that, you know. So I really just didn't like that. And Johnny Depp's lawyers, I think a week after Elaine's statement made just went on some interviews, much more respectful, might I say, um, and they were just like, they were really disappointed with Elaine's remarks about the trial and the verdict and blaming the jury, and apparently they saw it on, on social media, which is like, it's so surreal that they would say that because, like, again, the jury doesn't, there's no motive for the jury, you know? Like, the jury is there to do their job. They're they're putting their life, like, they're just pausing their life to do this. I think it's so unfair to blame them. So, like, Johnny Depp's lawyers, they really didn't say a lot. Um, they didn't really talk about the appeal. They just said that they were really confident in it. And, um, yeah, like, it, there wasn't really a lot after that. But a few days after, we got some interesting news. Oh, and by the way, Elaine, um, Amber's lawyer, actually said, which I think is so funny, 
not like funny, but like, I just think like, why would you admit it? Um, Amber cannot pay the amount of money that Johnny, like that the verdict has given to Johnny. So, and again, an appeal that's costing Amber more money. So I just don't understand how Amber is going to get the money. Like, I don't know what's going to happen because I don't, she doesn't even have the 8 million. So girl, what are you going to do? Like, I just don't know. But, um, a few days after Johnny Depp's lawyers make a statement, I think it was like a few days after, or maybe a week after, I'm not really sure, but Amber's interview with NBC, um, started to get previewed and throughout this week right now it is june 16th throughout this week it's getting like snippets are coming out um the full interview is supposed to come out tomorrow and it's like a big thing i mean honestly i don't blame like the news channels for getting their bank you know getting their bag because honestly it makes sense like i mean this is a big story and people like even though people don't want to really hear what amber is saying they they think it's like funny you know so honestly I don't blame them and I think the interviewer I don't know her name but she did a really good job holding Amber accountable from what I've seen in the interview but I just wanted to talk about some things with the interview one Amber really and this is my like this is my like kind of gripe with the whole thing is Amber really just like just really made it like a setback for all women like Johnny Depp just has this power and Johnny Depp used his power to finally and like this is his power like this is why like this is why he won the trial you know and how she doesn't blame the jury which I thought was funny because like you know her lawyer's like oh how could they not see the internet and then Amber's like well you know I don't blame the jury for like believing Johnny that's his power but I just think it's really frustrating that Amber is like trying to speak on all women because a lot of women like I know some people that believe Amber which honestly like if you're a survivor and you believe Amber I do understand you like I don't want to like I don't want to like make you feel bad for it because I do understand especially with like you want to believe the person I totally understand that but like you can't deny how Amber's really been just like putting the whole weight of women onto her like this trial and I'm like like how like Johnny Depp's lawyers explained it really well that's not their expertise that's not what they're here to do they're here for a trial they did the trial now it's time to move on it's not deeper than that it's not a world-changing thing it's just a trial and I think it just that really sets a tone because it's like Obviously, it's important, and I think this trial has brought a lot of themes of men can be abused, too. And, like, it's not just women. It's not a gendered thing. However, to say that Amber is just a representative of what all women have to go through, it's just really frustrating, you know, because really Amber just... It just really frustrates me because Amber, like... Even if, like, there's just a lot of contradictions. Even in the interview, she was like, oh, the op-ed was never about Johnny. Even Like, her testifying, it, she was like, I wrote the op-ed because of Johnny's power. I knew how many people 
would support Johnny. Like, you can't deny the contradictions. Like, it's just like, stick to a story if you're gonna lie, you know? And I think that's, like, my biggest thing. And, like, the pledge versus donating. Like, the divorce settlement when Johnny got it, um, when Amber got the divorce settlement, Amber pled... Amber, Amber said that she donated um, $3.5 million to the ACLU and the other $3.5 million to the children, Children's Hospital in a talk show, I think, or like an interview. And she said she wanted nothing. And that was when she had it full. And she still, I think she's only donated around 350000 if I'm correct of the money to each of the charities and the charities are like what's happening here um and she blames this on johnny and johnny suing her however i want to make this clear it was it had been like she had the money for a year and then the trial like and then she got sued so she had a year to give and donate that money but she just did it and i think that's just such a red flag because i'm like why are you lying about that? Like, even in the trial, like, she was like, oh, I use pledge. She said, I pledged it. However, that's not the same as donating. And, like, when you've said donate in a talk show, it's like, what are you thinking people are assuming? They think you gave the money. Like, you know, like, I pledge to, like, I pledge to be, like, not mentally ill. Like, that's, just because I pledge it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Like, it's not happening right now. Like, I just think it's just such a surreal, like, argument, in my opinion, because it's like, girl, like, that, in that logic, like, like, I could just say I did something because I pledged it. Like, and then, like, the interview was like, well, you know, when you say donate, you know what people assume. And she's like, I made a pledge, and that pledge was supposed to be fulfilled, and I don't think I should, like, I don't have to, like, I don't think because I've just not donated it, I shouldn't be believed. But it's like, in a court, Amber, in a court, you, your credibility is being put on the line. And in the interview, she was like, oh, the lawyers are trying to, like, downplay my credibility and stuff like that. But I'm like, that's the whole point. That's a defamation trial. They're trying to, like downplay your credibility they're trying to show that you have no credibility and girl you dug yourself in that grave when you said that you pledged and that you donated when you actually didn't like you can't like you can't like even if you believe amber you can't deny that that's a blatant lie and i just think amber really has to like reel it in because it's like like that's a defamation trial if you didn't want to do this like even johnny like i listened to the recording of johnny like and amber actually like talking about getting into court and johnny was really not wanting to get into court so like at the end of the day if you don't want this to happen why did you let it happen i just don't i don't really get it like this trial it's, it's just it's been such an experience and it's taught me a lot about, like, court order. Because I'm going to be honest. I really didn't know a lot. And i am really trying to educate myself a little bit more. Because it's really, um, it's really interesting. 
but um, this definitely has helped me educate and just find some really interesting YouTubers like Emily D. Baker. And yeah, I've just really enjoyed learning about the law. Like, not enjoyed this situation because it's a really dark situation. But yeah, and honestly, like, we'll see what happens in the interview. I probably will talk about it in the next podcast, but it's probably not as extensively as this. But honestly, I just want to say, like, if anyone, like, I, like, I want to really address, like, victims here. I'm really sorry if Amber, like, lying really triggers you because I understand that. Like, I understand, like, I'm, like, I'm even mad. Like, I haven't experienced, like, sexual abuse. But just hearing about the, it really triggers you when someone's lying about that. Like, why would someone lie about that? And it just, it hurts. But I think the message that people should be taking is not that, oh, we should stop believing all victims. I think the message we should be taking is believe all victims, but if there is opposing evidence, hear it out. Like, if there's actual evidence from the other side and actual points, that's when we can question it. But it's not don't believe all victims. It's just that you you can like you can question it once there's actual evidence opposing it, you know? And again, that just don't like I know like Amber like there's a lot of negative implications with Amber's statement because I'm sure for a lot of victims it feels really sad when people are just being like, "Oh, well this you guys this shows that we shouldn't believe all victims, but that's not the premise, you know? That's not what this is, like, about. This is about the fact that Amber lied. We should not be putting Amber and victims just all grouped into one. What this shows is that there's no gender for victims and that believe all victims, but once there's evidence out there, and there's actual solid evidence, it's time to question it. And that's really hard for me to say because I never want to question a victim, but I think this trial has shown that sometimes people lie and it's not for the best. And there are some evil people out there who will do that, but that is not everyone. And I want to make that clear. Not everyone lies about their sexual assault. Like I said, I think it was like 99% of all women experience harassment and stuff like that. So really, the message should not be don't believe all victims. And I think that's where I'm going to end the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. But again, it was just a really interesting thing to watch personally. And the amount of attention it got on social media was really interesting. Because I personally think, like, I don't think there's been a trial that's been this, like, this much attention on media. The only one I can really think of is, like, the O.J. Simpson trial. I feel like there's one more, like, the Derek Chauvin, I think, trial, too. But nothing to this caliber. I think it's definitely something that people got people's attention, and I'm really glad that we are finally like as a society and social media 
finally agreeing that, you know, it can't, it's not always women that are the victims, you know. But yeah, that's where I'm going to end it with Amber and the Johnny Depp trial. And we're going to move on to... Mm, well, let's just talk about... I don't know what to talk about, you guys. Just just kidding. I do know what to talk about. There's a lot of things I want to talk about, so my mind right now... Boop, 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 boop. But, um, yeah, so I'm kind of late to this train, and I know... I feel like everyone's going to be like, oh my gosh, but, um, Heartstopper. So if you guys don't know what Heartstopper is, it's a cute little gay show and I love it. Um, originally I think it was like a, not a Wattpad story. It was like a comic, comic-ish book. It's, it was a book series. Um, and it came to Netflix and it just so adorable, you guys. Like I am in love with this show and just the representation is amazing i think like not just with like the lgbtq community which honestly like a lot of lgbtq shows don't do a really good job with lgbtq representation which is a contradiction in itself but like not only do they do good with that but they do really good with like um people of color i would say i would say i wish there was a little bit more body representation but I also understand because I think if I remember the books are also like uh, like there's like specific body types but honestly I think it's really good like I honestly think the show is really good and I'm gonna say it's one of the best LGBTQ shows as of right now um and again there's not really a lot of competition like if you guys can name me some shows I know there's Young Royals I personally don't want to watch it because I don't want to watch it like with the English version because like it hurts my mind when like the you know like speaking and like the mouths and like the language doesn't match it really like makes me mad I might watch it with subtitles on though I might do that um but I've heard it's really good too but as of right now I really love Heartstopper and they got renewed for two more seasons and I'm really happy because this is really the representation I feel like a lot of LGBTQ people were looking for as myself because I just think it's important to represent and good representation is just amazing and if I'm not wrong I think a lot of the actors that are playing queer are actually queer in real life so that's amazing in my opinion because I just love it like I love 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 that they are representing the lgbtq community right and it's just such a cute series like a cute show like i just love it the plot is just really like you know like sometimes i feel like people over like not over exaggerate but i feel like people really don't show the sexuality journey really well and the show just does it really well with the main character and i'm not well, you know, spoiler alert, so if you want to skip through this at 10 seconds or whatever, um, I really like the fact that they put Nick Nelson, which is one of, like, the main characters, like, the love interest, um, as bi, because <coughs> a lot of the times when they put, like, gay, like, they do, like, LGBTQ shows, a lot of the t- time, <coughs> sorry, 
a lot of the time people will explore with being bisexual but like it's always like oh I'm gay and like obviously like I think that's a valid experience but like I feel like bi erasure and just media has just been really it really sucks for the bi people because y'all want y'all need representation and I think they just did a really good representation of it and I really love this show I think it's really cute it's 30 minutes long which I wish it was longer um but I'm but like honestly I get it and but I don't think they expected it to get this much of attention as it did and I'm glad it got renewed for two more seasons because I'm really excited to watch it but like honestly it's a really good show and I've heard that it just gets better and better so I'm really excited for that um but yeah like it's really cute and I I think it was really late at night I just I started sobbing to that show um it really puts you single it really makes you feel single which you know hit me up just kidding but like it just really it's such a good show to represent people and it's so like it's such a good representation and I'm so glad that children and like me like teens are actually getting to watch this and grow up with this because like if I remember when I was a teen there was an like when I was a child not a teen I'm a teen right now but when I was a child it wasn't like this and I wish it was and I'm really glad it is now for the future and yeah I'm really excited to see where it goes I just I'm in love with Nick Nelson they're just such sweethearts and I love Elle and like I didn't catch the part so this is so funny I was like one of my friends was talking about how else like trans and I like when I was watching it and I finished the series I didn't catch the part when Elle said she was trans and when I figured out I was just so happy because I just I don't feel like I've seen trans representation like an actual trans people playing trans roles like I just I don't feel like I've seen that and it just made me feel really happy so I'm really happy with the show I'm really glad it's actually becoming a thing like actually people are liking it it was trending at number one for a while too but I'm really excited for season two three I'm just really glad people are being more accepting to the idea of gay shows obviously we still have a while to go in pride month you know those corporations love showing putting rainbows on but I think this is a really good step and this is hands down the best tv show ever and i'm really excited to see what they do in the future i'll definitely do more of a review style but i just wanted to talk about it because it's kind of old news now but if you guys want a deep dive um if you're on youtube or um instagram reels like you can comment down i will if you want me to but yeah so love heartstopper really excited for the new seasons love Neil nick nielsen um yeah so what do we want to talk about next okay so we're kind of shifting gears and we're gonna talk about some new music um first of all i just want to give a friendly shout out to it's been the five-year anniversary of one of my favorite albums of all time melodrama by lord that album is one of my favorite albums in the whole wide world um it means so much to me and 
honestly, like, I don't think any album can beat that album. I just love that album, and it's a five-year anniversary, and I just really wanted to celebrate it. It's just such a good album, you guys. I love every song in it, and it's just, it's such a good heartbreak album, and it's just so deep and emotional, and just the best album in general, like, one of the best albums. And, yeah, I just wanted to give a friendly shout-out there. But moving on to music, um, we're going to be talking about Harry Styles' new album, Harry's House. Um, so I listened to it, I think I listened to it day after it came out. I was in school, and I was just chilling and I listened to it, and listening to it. And honestly, I really liked it. As it was, I really liked it. As a single, I think it was a cute moment. I did cry to it like two to three times. I just really, Harry's voice, it just really sounds really nice to me. The whole message is really pretty too. Um, I know, I know people want me to talk. I know people are obsessed with Matilda. I am too, but some other songs that I'm really accept, um, ex- like crazy about are. Let me just pull them up. Sorry, guys. Overall, I really do like the album. Um, some of my favorites are Little Freak, Matilda and keep driving and i think i like satellite too um love of my life is also really good too but this album's just really it's a lot more upbeat in my opinion but there are like those like you know like those like cute ballad moments like those cute sad moments which you know we love but it's definitely a more upbeat album i just love the theme of just like trying to find home you know try to find who you are and just like even like just like it feels like you know what it feels like to me and I'm sure this like I'm sure I'm wrong but like it really feels like just finding yourself after like a lot of heartbreak you know just like a lot of heartbreak just finding yourself and finding who you are and just just like you know seeing where life goes and I really like the message of the album it's really beautiful and as of right now my like songs are 11 out of 13 of the songs I haven't given it a re-listen so like the whole album but the songs that I really feel iffy about are Grape Juice and Cinema um but the other songs I really do like I definitely love Little Freak and oh my gosh Keep Driving is just like it plays in my head 24-7 it's a beautiful album and just the whole message and I love Harry Styles so this album was really emotional. I did cry a lot. Matilda was definitely one that I cried too. But I think even Love of My Life and Keep Driving, it just... Even though it was just talking about like pancakes and stuff like that, I think. It just really like cereal and stuff like that. It just... Breakfast foods. It just hit a spot with me. And his voice. I really like the like... Na-na, like the low voice. Like the low soft voice. It just really fits him. Um... It's not like the ow that he usually goes for. I hope that doesn't sound weird. But um, yeah, like it's just really a really pretty album. It's really short in my opinion, but I'm not really mad about it. I'm, I'm going to see how long Melodrama is. Melodrama is like 41, so it's not really that short in comparison to albums, but it feels shorter. But I really like the album. I mean, I don't really know. There's not a lot to say about it. It's... A really beautiful album the production is really nice I wouldn't say it's like out of this world production but I do like the production like 
when I think of out of this world production, I think of like melodrama, um, Life Support by Madison Beer, such a good album. The production of that is crazy, but um, the production nothing like crazy, but I do love the production. Um, keep driving. I just love the upbeat, like the do 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 do. Like I don't want to get copyrighted, but like it's just such a cute, fun, airy song, and I love it. And just this whole album, it's just such an. I appreciate this album. I don't know where it sits in like ranking wise of albums, but it's definitely an interesting album in my opinion, and it means a lot to me because, like, it just it just feels warm. Like it feels like a warm, cute album. And a fun album too but definitely love this album I don't know where it's gonna stand with like album of the year especially since Conan is releasing his new album Super Ake still hasn't came out by the time I'm recording this um however the new single that he put out yours super good you guys I've honestly I think it's so good it's so emotional and I'm really, I'm not mad at Conan for this, but like, I'm really mad that Conan put this as a single because I wish I just figured this out through like the album, but it's fine. Um, I'm sure I'm going to like a lot of the album. I'm really hoping Super 8 gives me melodrama vibes with like the dark, like heartbreak album, like Violets and stuff like that, but we'll see. Um, I'll definitely talk about it once it comes out and in the podcast following that album. But I'm really excited for that album, honestly. Like, I'm really just wanting Conan to release that album. Like, please. But I don't know where it's going to stand with, like, Grammys, like, um, Harry's House. Well, I'm definitely going to have to hear the other albums. But I definitely think this is going to compete in Album of the Year um, in the Grammys, for sure. Um, Unless Beyonce is just coming back, which if you guys saw... Um, her Vogue cover, I think she is coming back, so well, I'm very excited. And I also feel like it's time for Ariana to come back because when did Positions come out? Let's see, sorry. It came out 2021. 20, no, no, Positions came out 2020. So if she follows, well, she came out with the album yearly, so it's been a long time, I feel like. She needs to release an album, and I'm really excited if she does. I'm really hoping she does, but no news of it yet. Um, But yeah, so love Harry's new album. It's honestly just a really cute vibe. And like when I was listening to it at school, I think I just started sobbing. Um, But yeah, it was a really fun album. And Matilda, like, obviously, like, everyone's obsessing over it. I'm so glad it did become... A TikTok trend though because I would have gotten sick of it because I love as it was but I'm honestly kind of getting sick of it because of all the um trends which is not bad I just think like when you ex- like excessively abuse not not abuse overuse like a song in TikTok it really just like it's like I get it like I just can't listen to it anymore but yeah so yeah, so speaking of me listening to it in school, let's just talk about school. Um, school's out right now, so I'm in summer, hot girl summer. Not really hot girl, but I've been working out, um, trying to get my life together. If I don't know if you remember, but I talked about having ADHD in the beginning. Um, I also have anxiety and depression, so I've right now being put on antidepressants and um, 
an, a stimulant for ADHD and it's been helping me out a lot. Um, I definitely think I want to raise my dosage, but it's been helping me out a lot. And I, like, honestly, like with my ADHD really got the best of me this year. I, and in high school, like, you know, like if you can't focus, it really puts you behind in a lot of things. And I was taking AP Earl. And honestly, I didn't really do good. Like it was really hard for me to do good because I really just couldn't focus. And I didn't know why, and I just really had a hard time accepting the fact that I had, like couldn't focus, and I just like pushed myself and pushed myself for so long, and I thought I would get better, but I didn't. So, um, I went to my doctor, went to my therapist, and I figured out I had my ADHD, and it just made a lot of sense. And now I'm just trying to get better, um, trying to study for the ACTs, which are which is coming up my junior year and I'm just really trying to get my life together because I just feel like my depression my ADHD really my ADHD took the best of me and um I don't know if a lot of people are going to agree with this but like with me impulsivity really was a big thing with my ADHD like I was really impulsive like I did things that I would never do I just made a lot of wrong decisions and it just really put me back and now I have to deal with that like I don't think I realized at the time what I was doing sorry you guys I'm a little tired it's like 11 now but I don't think at the time I realized what I was doing and it was really hard for me to accept that I was like I was going through something and it just felt so it felt good in ways, but it felt really bad because I was just trying to escape feeling anything about myself. I was constantly comparing myself. So the impulsivity impulsivity, and just every decision just was there to try to make me feel better. But at the end of the day, it made things worse. But honestly, I've learned so much from those decisions that I would never take it back. And that's the thing, you guys, like I totally mental illness is really hard and I just think people who don't have it just don't get it like I honestly think it's really hard for them to understand because unless you're in it it's really hard to understand and it's a lot it's a lot for your head and I'm right now just trying to work on it um trying to do medication working out honestly like the gym like I'm going to a gym and I'm also going to like a personal trainer Honestly, like, the gym, honestly, not that bad. Like, honestly, like, once, like, once I'm, like, going into the gym, I don't necessarily hate it, you know? And that might be unrelatable. I'm just, like, talking about me here. But, like, once I went into the gym, it didn't really feel, like, terrible, you know? Which, honestly, I was expecting, like, the hour to just feel like a day or two days or just, like, for a long time, you know? Because, you know, when you don't like things sorry when you don't like things time like feels like so long so that's what I was expecting but I was really surprised because when I um when I was like when I was like working out I didn't know what I was doing I was basically just like I was so I had like focus days so 
I don't uh, I don't know what my personal trainer recommended me, but I remember arms and legs, and that's what I do. But what I do is just like upper body at the lower body days, and then I just do abs like almost every day. I go to the gym, which I don't know if it's healthy, but like I mean it's working for me. But like honestly, like the gym is actually pretty fun, and like honestly, like like I like even an hour like it goes by pretty fast. Like I think it goes by like a normal time. I don't feel like. I'm there for a long time, which is really good. Um, but the gym's not bad. I definitely think it's it's intimidating for sure because, especially with like everyone being ripped, like a lot of people being ripped and just like trying to gain muscle or trying to gain abs and stuff like that. Like I'm on a different journey. I'm trying to lose weight and get to the point of like wanting to gain weight and bulk up and stuff like that. But that's not where I'm at right now. And it's like you know, it's definitely intimidating. And clothing choices, like, you know, you have to wear things that are, like, thin and not, like, thin, but, like, not, like, layering, you know, like, not showing body. Like, you kind of have to show your body because, like, you don't want to be sweating profusely because you're already sweating because you're working out. So you want to, like, sweat as least, like, the least as possible. So you're wearing, like, less clothes, you know? And it's really hard for me to do that because, like, you know, I got a bit, I got a billy, um, and I'm not, like, ashamed of it, but, like, seeing people with, like, amazing bodies, it's definitely hard, but, I mean, I'm really just starting to accept it, and I don't really notice that, I'm just focusing on my workouts, and I'm just trying to do my reps, and... Okay, sorry for, um, there's probably gonna be a cut, but, um, my dad came and it is getting a little bit late but um I was just talking about yeah like the gym like honestly now I don't really notice a lot of those things because again it's really not about other people and that's what I'm trying to tell myself because it's about me and I'm seeing like results like I've only done it for like a week and I'm losing like some weight and it's really good because like honestly like obviously like I think it's gonna be a little bit harder to lose weight once I start getting into it but like it's really nice to see a little bit of results because it encourages me a little bit more especially since to be like I know people like the healthy mindset to go to a gym is like to be healthy but first to be healthy I have to lose weight because I'm un I'm not unhealthily overweight but like I definitely think that if I continue I will be so it's really important for me to actually like lose the weight and that's like really my goal now but again I'm really trying to work on it and honestly like it's pretty fun once I like get into it like once I go in there like I don't really feel like I'm forcing myself to do a lot you know like it just feels kind of natural in a way the first day I definitely did it and like sometimes even now like I'm just like walking around but it's definitely a fun experience and I think I think, like, it, I definitely can understand why people would be intimidated and be scared to go, because, like, I just thought it would be a different experience, but once I started, like, going, it just felt like a different experience. So, like, honestly, I don't really hate it. I don't think it's, like, bad. It's definitely just an adjustment and a different thing. So, like, and... For me, different, like, different, like, changes are really hard for me because I can't process, like, sometimes changes really just, like, 
make me feel overwhelmed. So, like, for me, change takes a long time. But, like, honestly, like, I think this is a good change. And I like it. So, it's a lot easier for me to process. But, again, that's not going to be everyone. I, like, I don't think that's a relatable thing either. I just think that, um, I just definitely think that, like, sometimes it's just a lot easier for us to not, like, I just think it's a lot easier for us to not, like, want to do it, but once you get into it, I feel like it's a lot easier, or, like, once you go in, I feel like it's a lot easier, but that might just be me, um, but yeah, and I don't feel sore constantly now, which is really good, because, like, the first two days I did it, oh my gosh, I felt super sore, but I don't feel sore anymore, like, I did, like, full-on legs, and the first day I did legs with, I did it with my trainer, and he, like, I was just, like, dead for three to four days, but I did, like, more, like, the the second time, and I did not feel anything, so, honestly, kind of proud of myself, hopefully he'll be proud, too, but honestly, really just, yeah, and, yeah, I'm really just trying to focus on stuff, focus is a big thing for me, ADHD brain, if y'all can relate, please comment, because it's honestly, like, honestly, like, one thing that I'm just trying to focus on, like, try to work on right now in summer, I'm also trying to, like, rest, but, like, you know, and I think that, like, for me right now, I think right now one of my obsessions right now is just, like, health, and just, like, every health right now, so, like, I'm doing skincare a lot more often, like, I'm really making sure I do my skincare consistently, and when you're depressed, you guys, you, basic hygiene really doesn't come to mind, so that was really a problem for me for, like, a month, um, but now I'm really, like, really focused on it, and I'm really getting that stuff done, so I'm definitely, like, I'm definitely able to focus on more things, but, like, I definitely think my dosage needs to be raised, which, no shame to that, honestly, don't be ashamed to take medication, and I understand, I, like, I'm coming from a place of privilege here, you know, like, I have therapy, I have medication, my family is fortunate enough to give me those things, my parents are understanding enough for mental health to allow me to have these opportunities, like, I'm definitely on a privileged spot here, you know, it's not like everyone that's going to be like this so I think it's really important to remember that because it's not just all about like you know it's not just all on you like you know when people are like oh your mental health is on all on you when you're like young and when you're like not 18 that's really hard to like that's really hard to say even when you're after 18 it's really hard to like agree with that because when you just don't grow up with the same opportunities and you know healthcare should be free like mental health resources should be free are they no like it's just surreal but like I obviously understand I'm from a place of privilege but like again I hope you know that there are places you can reach out to and um in the Instagram I definitely will be doing posts like that just so you guys are aware um but again reach out if you need help, and I know it's harder said than done, um, I've, like, it's always good, I've reached out to the suicide prevention hotline, um, sometimes they do put you on waiting, which is not the best, but they do really help, there are some free resources that help, and I hope you guys can use them, and I hope you guys stay safe, and I just hope that 
everything goes well for you guys. But honestly, I think this is going to wrap up the episode for today and the first episode of the Exotically Insane podcast, you guys. Um, thank you if you made it this far. I don't know how I sound and I'm definitely going to listen back over this, but I don't know. I probably sound all over the place a little bit. But again, give me time, you guys, if like, and if you think I can like work on something, I'm totally open to criticism. Um, you can do it on the YouTube channel, which is exotically insane, or you can just do it through Instagram, through like a real comment or something. But honestly, I want to hear your opinions. I want to hear what you guys have to say because it's important to me. So don't be scared to like share your opinion. And again, I'm like, I'm sure I will get better with time, you guys, like, and I'll have more stuff to talk about. And today I just really wanted to have an intro, just wanted you guys to know what to expect and just talk over some things that I really am excited for. Again, you guys, with the podcast cover art, um, don't worry about that for now. It's going to be this, um, like this orange moment, but I think it's going to be, uh, we're definitely going to be changing it up. Um, and I'll give credit to my friend once we actually have that as a cover on Instagram, here, verbally, and on YouTube and everywhere else. But yeah, so definitely expect that for the cover art. And again, expect episodes weekly. Um, you could expect two to three episodes. I would say not more than four episodes, maybe three. Three to four episodes would be the max um, a week. But I will say I will try to get out I will for sure get out one episode weekly um and I don't really have a day set yet so I'll definitely have I'm gonna try to figure out a day right now I'm just all over the place so (laughs) it's exotically insane you guys um but as of right now I don't really have a plan for that so we'll definitely figure it out together you guys you know you guys are like you guys are gonna come on this journey with me (coughs) I'm definitely gonna cut out all my coughs because I don't want to keep that. But um, if you want to follow the Instagram account, it is at exoticallyinsane underscore podcast. It is all undercase letters. Lowercase letters. Oh my goodness, it's lowercase, not undercase. Lowercase. Uh, lowercase letters. Um, <coughs> sorry. Lowercase letters. Um. Yeah, if you just want to follow us, um, I'll definitely be doing a lot of reels here, updates for the podcast. Um, I might go at Twitter for the podcast. I'm just, I'm not sure about that. Um, I don't have Twitter myself, so I don't really know what the point is. I feel like I'm just going to get into drama, but, you know, I'm a little dramatic person. But, um, yeah, thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in if you've come this far. Um, I'm really excited to just explore this with you guys, like, explore this podcast figure out what we're going to do because, you know, you guys are like my besties now. Um, and again, this is really just an outlet for me. I don't really expect a lot with this podcast. I just want it to be a fun outlet for me and I want you guys to enjoy. And again, if you have criticism, please send me some, uh, if you want to email for anything, um, it's exotically insane 15 at the rate gmail.com. So if you want anything but again a lot of the social stuff you will find on instagram or youtube so yeah 
thank you guys so 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 much um I don't really know how to end this but like thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of exotically insane um I'm your host and you know what I'll see you in the next episode and I'm so thankful for you guys and I can't wait and I can't wait to hear your opinions on this episode and yeah um stay cute and rawr